0: They turn, they give it to Chubby, vault, he lands! From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
1: If you can't slow down, Chubb, man, you
2: can't beat this group.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. And
2: does that mean that this winds up being the last game Mitchell Trubisky starts? I think everybody can be a lot better, myself included, and we'll just have to look at that.
0: Today's guests, three-time Pro Bowl cornerback Joe Hayden, Cowboys quarterback Cooper Rush, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, plus Eagles cornerback. Darius Slay. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey,
2: everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live from Los Angeles, California, right here on the Roku Channel, Channel 210, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Coast to Coast, and the Odyssey app on Monday. I've been promising this for quite some time when we finally cultivated this caper like Maury the Wigman back in the day. <laughs> uh, we're back on Sirius XM radio on Monday. Sirius channel 218, XM channel 202. So we're splitting the feed between Sirius and XM on Sirius XM, channel 218, and channel 202. That's the way we're going to start rolling on Monday. Uh, We're again here on this feed live on the Roku channel streaming every single day between 12 and 3 Eastern time on all Roku devices, Samsung smart TVs, Amazon Fire TV and the Roku app has the Roku channel on it. So does the Internet. The Roku channel dot com is how you can stream us and watch us every single day on a desktop and through the, the Internet tubes. Uh, all of it's free that's the neat part about it we are completely free and then there's our podcast version on the cumulus podcast network all three hours every single day there's our youtube stream youtube.com slash rich eyes and show as well that uh, once the show is over, we'll see. you can see some clips and follow the show and please hit the subscribe button there. Bottom line is there's no excuses. There's no excuses and that's the end of that. Uh, I don't mean to be very aggressive, but uh, that's the way we're rolling. We got four guests it's today. Friday, man. We got four guests today, right in the middle of our number two. Um, we've got the quarterbacks of the way that week number three will wrap up. We've got both Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones back to back. That's how we roll. That's what happens when you consume a program that's hosted by the uh, pregame and halftime host of Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones. That's going to be a huge one to wrap up week number three. Darius Slay helped wrap up week number two with one of the best games a corner has put on film in quite some time. Uh, Big play Slay will join us in hour number three from the 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles um, who took care of business against the Minnesota Vikings to wrap up week number two and next up for them is they're at the Washington Commanders a so little Carson Wentz uh, hosting his former team and there'll be lots to talk about with Darius Lay there and then look who's joining us in about 17 minutes time he's here in the flesh in person the okay. guy who is retired from the NFL his announcement came out this week on the old Twitter machine uh, Joe Hayden a uh, three-time Pro Bowl cornerback met him when he was just a pup coming out of the Florida Gators, and being drafted by the Cleveland Browns. And then he spent some time, as we all know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So who better to talk about last night's Steelers-Browns game than Joe Hayden? He'll be joining us shortly. Uh, Later on in this hour, we're collecting all of uh, our thoughts and uh, much information as we can get with the Celtics not giving out very much details, uh, very, very many details on why their coach, the Eastern champion coach, from last year's NBA season, Ime Udoka has been suspended for the entire year, and all the way through to June 30th. So it'll be through the draft. It's just like I don't give me, I mean, if you go the whole route, it'll it's the entire season from now until the draft. And they didn't give many many uh, many details as to why. But we'll talk about that later on in this hour. Chris Brockman, good to see you over there. You've got some What's More Likely, as always, on a Friday...
0: What's more likely? You, sneaky good games? Let's yeah, do this, you will give
2: You will give some uh, some do advice it. to those looking to make hard-earned American dollars based off of uh, football games this weekend? As long
0: as there's no crazy lateral fumble touchdowns with no yeah. time left.
2: And so we'll, we'll, you'll also have some what's more likely scenarios for me to chew on as to what will potentially happen this weekend Absol- or not. Absolutely. That's what we always do on a Friday. Good it. to see you. DJ Mikey D is in hey, D's hey, nuts hey, here on a Friday. Friday. Yes. Full, a full five-day wow. residency, residency here yes. on the Rich Eisen <laughs> <laughs> Show. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> Put your Hello. best Roku foot forward. Well done. Very pleased about that. TJ Jefferson lighting the candle on a show in which he will give fantasy advice, hopefully better than last week's. Good to see you over there.
1: Well, really, I told you not to play Tom
2: Brady, and that worked out pretty That's well. That's true. So. That was pretty smart. That's yeah. true. Okay. Okay. We'll Look just for the place. negative, Rich. That's we'll, the way to
1: start the show We'll up. just Look place the negative. Rashad
2: Bateman stuff aside. It's okay. But I love you, TJ Jefferson. Okay, so we're going to Nothing but love Stuart. for you. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Uh, later on, your, your fantasy advice for everybody who, who takes in this program. And you got so Cooper? Is that it? There you go. Cooper. Cooper Rush will again be on this program. Wait yeah, to hear. Man. I chatted with him yesterday. Wait till you hear what he has the to two say. Two varsity quarterbacks on Monday. Let's go. Look at that. You oh, just called Daniel Jones a varsity quarterback.
0: <laughs> Not on purpose.
2: Uh, okay, so we, we've got uh, we've got uh, 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 a, uh, a kickoff game from last night to talk about on Amazon Prime. Uh, the Browns and the Steelers. And how about these Cleveland Browns, everybody? We knew they would play at least 11 games without Deshaun Watson. We'll see if Deshaun Watson uh, returns on time based on whatever evaluation is occurring with him. But of those 11 games, what do we say? Just win five and you're in good shape? Win six? Well, it's five you're in decent shape. Six, you're in good shape. Seven, you're just, you know, you're just sitting pretty, pretty, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And through the first three, they've got two. And if it were not for the New York Jets stick-to-itiveness if it were not for the New York Jets Joe Flacco and a bounce of the ball on a
1: onside on an kick.
2: onside kick <laughs> and in a defense that just went to sleep after Nick Chubb scored his third touchdown of the game Browns would be 3-0 and right and if it were not for a missed extra point with no time left and in a missed field goal in overtime by a kicker who has such ice in his veins that if there was a pole in the middle of the two uprights of a field goal upright in the NFL, that kid McPherson would hit it almost every single time. And because there was an injury to the Bengals long snapper in week number one, and the team that gave up five turnovers to the Steelers, the Bengals could not get that extra point if, if, if not for that, the Steelers would be zero three. But you've got a two and one Browns team, and now a one and two Steelers team. And the reason why the Browns are two and one, and the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers fell to one and two last night, is because Nick Chubb may just be the best running back in the National Football League. Certainly, one that you're not talking about. He's the best you're not talking about enough. Hundred and thirteen yards on the ground for the Georgia Bulldog. Nick Chubb, twenty-three rushes and a score. And he now leads the league. Obviously, he's the first of uh first one along with the Steelers, Najee Harris to be a regular running back, the starting running back to play the third game. But he has now leads the league in rushing with three hundred forty one rushing yards through three weeks. He is the first Cleveland Brown running back with over 330 rushing yards in the first three games of a Cleveland Brown season since, yes, sir, Jim Brown in 1963. Heard of him? That is how he is running the football since he was drafted into the league out of Georgia between the hedges, 2018, when many of us were talking about Sony Michelle. Instead, let's not forget. Yep, he has now 24 100-yard rushing games. That is the most in the NFL. One more than. Yes. Derek Henry, the diminisher. That's it. And then the fact that Jacoby Brissett is playing mostly mistake free football, completing almost two thirds of his passes, 61 and 92, 596 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. That's what you need. Don't turn it over. Let Chubb do the work. When Chubb's not doing the work, let Kareem Hunt do the work. Play defense. Don't let Corey Davis run it 66 yards into the end zone with everyone jogging after him. Don't let Garrett Wilson down the field like Joe Flacco knife through hot butter Joe Flacco. You're going to win football games in Cleveland without Deshaun Watson. And then when Watson returns, well, I would proffer everybody to say look out. This division could be the Browns' division to win now. Obviously, we're marathoning. We're not sprinting. But they have won two of their first three without Deshaun Watson. And if they did not go nappy-nap time against Mm -hmm. the Jets with 90 seconds to go, they'd be perfect. Next up for them is a visit to Atlanta after the mini-bye. Before they send Miles Garrett towards the rib cartilage of... The Chargers, terrific quarterback. Yep, New England, that'll be a fun one for Brissette. At Baltimore, home for Cincinnati, then a bye. And then right around the corner, you've got Watson coming back. So that's the way things are going for the Cleveland Browns right now. Amari Cooper. He looks good. I know where he would look better. Back-to-back 100-yard receiving game since weeks five through six in 2016. It's Re- working. Really glad that his former employees decided that, he employers, I'm sorry, decided that he wasn't really worth paying. That's the one I, <laughs> I said know. where he would look better right well, now. Well, I, I figured, so I just want
1: to give you what you, yeah. What I was game, looking for, rich I was just like,
2: boy. <laughs> and that performance last night by the Browns and certainly that rushing attack um, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base, if if they have to choose one thing that they hate the most, right, it would be losing to the Browns. Oh, yeah. Okay? Absolutely. And then being run through by the Browns. That's the one. Run over by them. Man, I can't imagine what Steelers Twitter was last night. That's yeah. the one. Run over and run through by them, and certainly in a game that they led at halftime, 14-13. Because for the first time in, what, well, about nine quarters, you would say, they started to try and let's see if George Pickens can make a play. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. the catch that Pickens made Dude. was Odell oh Beckham like. And you could see that on Twitter. Oh my God, it was like Odell again. And then you take a look at it and, you're like, uh huh, yeah.
0: It might have been better.
2: That's a conversation <laughs> piece, which you never thought you'd have to say. But what a grab. Look at that. The 36 man. yarder was more yards than he had in his first two mm-hmm. games combined. Yeah. And, you know, that's the point here is like, can we throw it deep? Can we throw it down the field? And Trubisky did throw a lot outside the numbers last night. It was just the efficiency problem that you have when you're Pittsburgh on offense and you go one for nine on third downs. That's the one. Oh, my gosh. And then you you keep putting your defense without T.J. Watt right back on the field. One for nine on third. You just, you, you know, it, if you just get 33% of them, just get me two more first downs on third down. Maybe you don't put Chubb back on the field and he doesn't run over your guys. But that was the issue last night. That was the issue was when they needed to find that one more first down and keep from getting off the field. Just couldn't do it. Trubisky couldn't get it done, and so this is what happens when you're one and two, and folks look around and say, "Okay, we're 0-6 now, a long time without T.J. Watt, and he's going to be gone for a while." And all right, had we not gotten that break in week one by having the Bengals' kicking game completely thrown off by a long snapper injury. We'd be 0-3. And when you are looking for a spark in the NFL, and you're a team that just drafted a rookie quarterback whose fan base is quite familiar with because he played his college ball right on the doorstep, right in the same building as the Steelers You know where it's going to go. And Mike Tomlin, this isn't his first rodeo. So he knew the question would come after the game. Certainly, it's a short week game, meaning they now have a little extra time on the back end to get, say, their rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett up to speed in time for their week four home date at AccraSure against the Jets. Well, Well. (laughs) here is what Mike Tomlin had to say on that subject last night.
1: Mike heading into the mini buy that you guys have, do you consider making any changes whether quarterbacks play polymer? I'm I'm not I'm not in that mindset. Um I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. So the answer to that question is definitively no.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shutting it down. Definitively. Shutting it down. Deontay Johnson had one go through his hands, didn't he, last night? Mm-hmm. I mean it was a nicely thrown ball by Trubisky and like I said, just give me a couple more first downs on third down and, and and you might you might win last night's game, you know? You might not throw your defense back out there in the third quarter and watch a six-minute long drive that just resulted in a field goal, by the way, 16-14. That's a winnable football game last night. And um, so I'm not surprised Tomlin is going to stick to his guns because guess what? This isn't like a um, – was the last coach to get got in the NFL because the rookie quarterback they just drafted wasn't believed in by the coach in a way and he got got. His name is Anthony Lynn here in Los Angeles. Remember that when Justin Herbert came in and won a football game and all of a sudden it's still Tarod Taylor's job and he was just right. trying to be, you know, I guess old school coach saying you don't lose your job around here due to a wayward doctor's needle. Doctor's needle, right? But um, Tomlin's not going to get got, period, end of story. He knows his team better than most. You got to believe in him and trust him. But the Steelers fans are going to start howling. And I don't know if he cares. Problem for them is their offense doesn't look very efficient, certainly not on third down. Najee Harris hasn't gone off yet. I don't know if he's 100% himself. And T.J. Watt, without whom the Steelers have yet to win a game, Since he's been drafted out of Wisconsin, he's not walking through that door for quite some time. So Tomlin is going to stick with Trubisky and tamp it all down. He's not going to go for this whole picket stuff. And then you look at the Steelers' schedule down the road. There's a bye week right there at week nine. I think he wants to go through with Trubisky right up to that and give him eight games. Give him eight games. Three's not enough we're marathoning we're not sprinting his job's not in any danger tomlin he doesn't care he just thinks he he knows best and i don't blame him guy's got a proven track record and i know that's potentially dismaying to some Steeler fans who we still don't understand why they don't like their coach <laughs> but you got that that's where i think that's my interpretation of his their you know uh, emphatically no thoughts right now Rich Naje did have a great touchdown run yesterday with the stiff arm, and then just kind of blasting his way. Right, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, when I said he that he's, right, he yeah. hasn't had one of those games like Chubb, but like Chubb where, had, yeah. where 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 he goes for three digits and he's going to just grind you down. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And then, you know, hey, maybe we start flipping it up to George Pickens a little bit more and see what happens. I think so. Good things. See Dude can
0: make plays, Because guess what?
2: That wasn't a 50-50 ball. That was like a 99-1 ball. <laughs> yeah, no one was catching that. <laughs> yeah. Or I should say one ninety-nine 99 ball. Right, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. No. And he made it look like 50-50. So maybe that that's what amazing. we do. But he also, you know, jumped off sides on the onside kick, rookie yeah. stuff. And again, that's yep. we're not there in practice. We're not there in the locker room. Like you said, Rich, give him games. If
1: by game eight he's still jumping off sides, doing stuff, that's one thing. But he's rookie, he's still learning. You got to, it takes time.
2: Well, it's the same thing with Trubisky as well. Yeah. That's what I, my interpretation is. But uh, maybe Joe Hayden has a better uh, understanding of it because he's played for the man and he played for both teams. The retired Joe Hayden, when we come back, Right here in studio, in person, on The Rich Eisen Show. One of the most delightful individuals the NFL has seen in quite some time. Joe Hayden, when we come back here on a game, on a day, a busy Friday on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets We're here on our terrestrial radio show, Rich Eisen Show. We've got Joe Hayden sitting here uh, on on our program, the seventh overall pick of the 2010 draft. Who did the Jets take in that draft? Chris Brockman? Have you not found it yet?
0: Uh, the Jets were drafted at the bottom. They took Kyle Wilson.
2: Oh, they new oh, yeah,
1: knew the corner. They weren't coming to get you.
0: <laughs> no, they were 29th that year. they, oh, oh, they, they had no shot at you. Yeah. They weren't coming.
1: Who was up. the 10th? Who was the 10th pick?
0: 10th pick was, let's see, Tyson Nalalu went to
1: Jacksonville. Oh, my boy. He plays with the Steelers right now. Alouwala. Uh, let's see. Okay.
2: Earl Thomas went 14th that year. Okay. That was that was a surprise. That was Pete Carroll's first draft. Remember that? And everybody thought that they would go with uh, what was the name of the uh, the, the safety out of Taylor say They thought they were going to go. Yeah, because yeah. 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 because yes. of course Pete would go with the Trojan. Yes. And instead, no, he went to with Earl Word. Thomas. Yeah. You know, a Texas Longhorn. Everybody's like, okay, Pete's gonna. Gonna, it up. Pete, this is the way he's going to do it in the NFL. <laughs>
0: this was the year, actually, I think the the commish bro-hug started. Trent Williams went fourth overall. Okay, very good.
2: Yeah. Okay. Bradford, Barry, Barrett, number Wukong, one. Yep. So uh, why'd you decide to retire,
1: Joe? Man, um, I didn't have. I didn't plan on it, honestly. I was okay. training. I was working out this whole offseason, like mm-hmm. ready to sign. I wanted to sign with a contender. Mm-hmm. I wanted to either play in L.A. because mm-hmm. I live in Encino, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, go to Buffalo because I really feel like they have a really really solid chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um so the longer I was working out, I was here, my son just started kindergarten and I was working out and then I would go golfing, I was hanging out with my family and I was kind of just like kind of got comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was it was a I wanted to play, you know, but at the same time they were kind of like offering me league minimum deals and like I was like do I really want to move up, move my family um when at the end of the day, I, I had a great career, um, and I kind of got got. I was I was at peace with it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's been real. Um, do I really want to leave when I got going on right now? And uh, the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I was like, it's been it's been a it's been a great run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, Just happy being home. Like just love being a dad, spending time with my kids that I wasn't able to like really do. Taking them to school every day. Like it was just it, it was kind of just like. What am I really doing it for? You know what I'm saying? And of so.
2: course, so you're trading in the huddle for circle time? Is so that
1: what you're doing right now? Huddle for so circle time, man. I'm full. I'm full I wanted literally, I saw that best dad ever. I, you I can't need come that. for this yet. I Joe. need you that. Can't I need come that. For this. No, no, <laughs> I need that. You best not miss, is all I'm saying.
0: If you're coming at this, it's $5 at Home Goods, Joe. Get
1: <laughs> I'll get what?
2: Joe Hayden, circle time. I love it. Okay. Because yes, so, yes, yes. again, it just, um, what, I mean, what, it, I think folks don't understand what it takes to get ready. And then once you make a mental choice Mm -hmm. to say, that's it, how difficult it is to just ramp it back up. Right.
1: A full blown, like I've been doing this. I played in the league for 12 years. I've been, did my college thing for three. Right. Um, and having that schedule of being like, look every day, like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about football. I'm worried about like training. I'm thinking about what I'm eating. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 a it's a grind. It's a real grind to be a professional and be at the top of your game at all times. So when I was like finally I was relaxing and I was with my wife and I would just wake up and we'd be like, Yo, what do you what are you about to do? Like we would go get lunch, go get brunch, just go hang out and it was like, Man, like this this is kinda smooth. I have twenty four hours, I can do kind of what I wanna do and I've never really felt that freedom. You have off season, but at the same time I'm training. Like mm-hmm. every day, still working out, mm-hmm. making sure, you know what I'm saying, things are getting done to be at the highest level, but it feels kind of good to be able to kind of like, you know what I'm saying, like chill, like what did I really work this hard for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I of finally, course, no, I, I, I totally
2: understand that. And then, so, I mean, I guess not to just keep pushing, but I'll ask, yeah. you know, Eric Weddle was just sitting around yeah, and the Rams called him up and he knew the system and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got four to six in it. Yeah, in it.
1: I mean, would you be up for something like that? I mean... I think I'll think? be kind of cheating the game a little bit now for me. Um, the way I work every day, just focused and, and, and dialed in. I think it's more of a, like, I don't want to put out a bad. I don't want to go out there and not be Joe Hayden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to put my best foot forward every time that I play because mm-hmm. I don't don't want to cheat the game. But I feel like now I'm kind of more in a, just a like a zen. Like, I, I watch the games. Like, I watched the game yesterday, and I was like this. I don't think I want to be out there. <laughs> so you, you watch the Thursday night game between two
2: teams that you yes, played for. Yes. A rivalry that you know from both, yes,
1: both ends sides. of the equation. Yes. And you were watching
2: it last night, and you're like, where were you watching it? I was
1: watching I was at uh, Davenport's in Encino at a little steakhouse.
2: That's a nice spot. Nice,
1: nice spot. A little date night, watching the game. Date night, watching the game. Literally, couple cocktails. It was crazy. <laughs> like, I was like, "Dude, so, I think Joe
2: and I just became best friends." <laughs> yeah, a couple cocktails after a couple of them, you are like, you know what? That elf's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Looks nice on the fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it doesn't look too big, but um, so and you weren't missing it. You didn't I, have like,
1: like, man, I want. I would say well, week one, the first week, I kind of was like. I was in a weird place when I was watching the Steelers play the Bengals, um, and then after that, I think that that one was kind of like the first one really hit me. Like, dang, you, you're really a fan watching the games. Uh, but yesterday, it was, I was all in. I was, I was good to go. You know, like I kind of, I'm when I say I'm at peace. Like, I really feel I like feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's next? So what is next? What, what is next? next? I'm trying to do a little, little, little commentating. You oh, know? A, a, little, a little paparazzi. Little paparazzi. Little. Hanging out with you, okay. Trying to figure it out, you okay. know. I think I'll be your. I'll watch you. Just show me the ropes, okay. You know,
2: I, I think you've got the chops for it. Thank Joe. you. Thank big you. time. Thank you. Okay, so we could talk a little bit about that. A little bit of that. Oh, we could offline that if you'd yes, like. Yes, please. Um, and so, uh, also, you know. You have uh, a one-day contract
1: in your back pocket? One-day contract in my back pocket. What's that? We're going to be do? out in Cleveland, hopefully around, like, uh, they play Monday night, the mm-hmm. Halloween game. Mm-hmm. So I should be signing with the Browns for a day, uh, retiring the Browns uh, coming up at the end of October. All right, so the Halloween game. Let get this right here. Yes, right? please pull up. So okay. uh, I
2: got the Cleveland Brown. You want to pop that? Pop the schedule up there, uh, Mr. Hoskins? So there it is. Bengals. Oh, Bengals. Okay. Okay, yep. a little Monday nighter against a the Bengals. That action, yeah, it should be sweet. Okay. okay, on top of the Elf and everything, right there against the Bengals. That'll be a big one. Okay, oh, I so you're going to go for Halloween? You're going to go as a civilian. I'm gonna That's go what to you're going to go. You're going to go as <laughs> <your head laughs> yes. in civilian clothes. That's going to be
1: yes. okay. Fantastic. It'll be a good good weekend out in Cleveland. And
2: then before that, though, you're going back to
1: uh, going back Gainesville to Gainesville. Um, getting to the Gator Hall of Fame September. I mean October eighth. October eighth. I think it's their homecoming game against Missouri. Okay, well, homecoming. You're not going there to get get no. beat. No, we're going there to whoop some.
2: Who was on your team on that BCS national it championship
1: team? It was Tim Tebow. It was Percy Harvin. It was Cam Newton. It was both the Pouncey twins, Brandon Spikes, Janoris Jenkins, Damn. Riley Cooper, Lewis Murphy. Uh, When's the Major thirty for Wright. thirty on that team? Coming. Oh, it's coming out. Is it really? It's coming out. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, doing. They've yeah. been working on it this all this summer. So I think the because it's urban. Urban's the coach. Urban Meyer, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we had uh, coach Coach Mullen was our offensive coordinator, and Coach Charlie Strong was our defense coordinator. And Aaron Hernandez was and on the Hernandez team. Hernandez was on the team. Oh yes. my goodness, gracious. we had a squad. You did. We had a wild team. Like
2: what that. was it? What was it like being around Tebow time? What was oh, that like? Ter- Ter- Tebow, Joe.
1: he, he literally we have he would have people cry. When they would see him on campus, it was it was it was something. that on! I promise you, I would not make it up if it didn't happen. Like I saw it with my own eyes. I'm like, oh, this is crazy, you know. And like the thing about Tebow was, he did not drink, he did not smoke, he did not curse. Everything that he he practiced, what he preached. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a big, big Tim Tebow fan because I'm like. I would have lost my mind in Florida having like the way people would come and just cry. I'm like, bro, what is going on here, Tebow? And me and Cooper, Cooper was his roommate and I would hang out with Riley all the time. Right. So we'll go over there and hang out and like Tebow was just unbelievable. The so way you, he had so much. So you're walking on campus in Gainesville no. and Tim Tebow's
2: there, you're there mm-hmm. and somebody sees him and starts crying. Starts crying, literally.
1: A nice looking lady. <laughs> <laughs> nice looking lady. I was like, And he hands her tissue and walks on. He's like oh man, like, gives a little hug and then steps off. I
0: mean he was like all four Beatles wrapped into one.
1: I've never seen anything like it. I've in my never
2: seen life. anything like it in the pros to Joe Hayden. I've never I was a thir- I was at a Thursday night game in Denver. Mm-hmm. It was Jets versus the Broncos, and the Jets were losing. And they were still losing even though Tebow for three quarters. Was throwing it like, and this is with the ultimate of respect. And I know this yeah. sounds very disrespectful. It looked like he was throwing it with his feet. I'm serious. I'm Joe. I'm telling you, it was. He was just missing was the ball receivers. Slippery? It was not. It was just. Was it, it was not. It was just him sometimes not having the right mm-hmm. mechanics, the right okay. throw, the typical yeah, yeah. stuff. That's why he didn't get on the field so much in the pros is his practice. The balls were hitting the ground, and yeah, you know where coaches are like that no, in practice. Like if that. you don't practice well, you're not playing mm-hmm. until it came to the point where they, you know, John Fox had to put him out yeah, there, yeah. right? So uh, he did, and as we all know, Tebow time would hit, and the fourth quarter hit, he was a different The balls were now suddenly perfect spirals, hitting somebody (laughs) right in stride. And then when the throws weren't there, he was smart enough to pull it down Mm -hmm. and make the play. I I looked around at Marshall Falk and Mm Mooch and the rest of us for Thursday Night Football. I'm like, this is real.
1: Tebow time is real. It's a real thing. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. The dude, he puts the work in. He puts the work in. Sure. Yeah, he does. He does, but. Now he does it for TV too. He's crushing it.
2: Joe Hayden here on the Rich Eisen show. All right, let me put you in the role of paparazzi, then, shall okay. we? Um, Mike Tomlin has he says, "Did you hear his soundbite where he said yes, he has uh, emphatically not going to think about switching quarterbacks?" What yeah. did you see when you were, you know, on your date night saw, watching TV last night? The first half, he looked really
1: good. I mean, he looked nice. Uh, I would say like the same thing with Coach T. We just need to convert on more of those on those third downs. Like mm-hmm. going one for nine is you're not going to win football mm-hmm. games doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at the end of the day, just more, more shorter third downs, completing those, and just being able to make drives last a little longer. We can't keep going three and out, uh, went on first down. Uh, I don't think that he was doing too bad. I think Coach T is going to do a great job of studying the tape, showing that it's a couple little things, you know what I'm saying, that would make that – we could have easily – the Steelers could have easily won that game uh, yesterday. But uh, I think that just like you said, he's not a quick reactor. He's going to go watch the tape figure out what's going on he's going to coach some dudes up crazy so uh i believe in coach t i think that he's got a process and i think that uh like i said if they just win third down a little bit more and stop nick chubb from running the ball crazy like that i think it'll be a different game
2: okay i mean and and i'm i i just don't know um how pickett doesn't wind up in there at some point in time that's just the way the NFL works, but he's yeah. just a different Tomlin's just runs a different shop. Yeah. The Steelers organization is a different organization where they don't, the pressure is to the
1: pressures to from outside put a kid in there. They don't feel that. What's he like with the outside pressures and keeping them out? He Joe Hayden coach Tomlin is very, um, he's very self-aware and I think he's knows the heartbeat of the team. He's able to talk to us and very transparent, very transparent of like when you didn't perform. So he'll go in there and, He'll be on Trubisky. He'll be on the line. He'll be on everybody. So you know where you stand, and you know that you need to get your stuff going. So I think that Coach T is able to just really communicate to all of the players in a way that you hear exactly what he's saying, and you know if you're not performing, he's going to be able to switch it up. Do you have a safe-for-work version of a story where he did that to you? Um, Joe, did he ever call you out? Oh, man, he called me out a couple of times. Uh, I think just when with us, it's little people hitting. If you're a cornerback and you're not filling up the gaps, crack replacing – uh, so I think a couple times I might have I might have missed a tackle when it was on me. He's like Joe, like this is he literally just put it on the screen. And the thing is about Coach T, the honest guy don't lie. So I know when I messed up. He knows when I messed up. So he'll be able to tell you in front of your peers. So he's not calling you out, but he's kind of like showing you where like this is where you need to. So be you, to Joe Hayden,
2: you're you're in like probably what like you're nine, you're ten, all of year ten. Okay, you're year ten. Yeah, you've been you're. Got Pro Bowls in yes. your on your resume, mm-hmm.
1: and he's showing your tape of you missing a tackle in mm-hmm. front of the whole team. Yes, and I'm taking it just because, like, you have to. You know, like, he's not, I didn't make the tackle. <laughs> I missed it. So you got to be able to literally, you sit down like this, all right, no bet for sure. That's that's on me. You got to take it on the chest and mm-hmm. make sure, you know, Coach T's watching. So do your job, and then you'll, you'll be fine. If you don't, he'll, he'll, put, he'll, he'll call you out. So that's the accountability that you hear. Yes, yes. So that's why when he, say, when he says things like that, he's going to go in there and you're going to have meetings. He's going to talk to Trubisky, like literally in front of the entire team. He's going to talk to any offensive lineman, any defense lineman that's not in their gap. So it's like each person, he's going to be able to, like, talk to you as a man because he's not lying to you. He's telling you what he wants and what, what needs to be done. And you know what you need to do. And what happens if a
2: player doesn't particularly
1: take that coaching very well, Joe? Coach, T doesn't make threats. He just makes moves. <laughs> you might not be on the team. Like, seriously. He, he gets it done. But that's the, that's the tr- That's the that's what you want. That's when he
2: says that we don't we don't like we like volunteers, it's, not hostages. Yes, that's right.
1: what he means. But remember he said you. that?
2: He said that about Melvin Ingram? Uh, yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, who it is? Oh
1: yeah. Melvin. And then Coach T will tell you too, if you mess up too many times you like this, if you don't fix that, we're going shopping. That's what he'll say. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> he say- <laughs> we're going shopping. <laughs> that means yeah. That's what he says? Yes. We're going shopping. I'm like, okay. That means you're not going to be here. Your seat will be replaced by someone else. Going shopping. Yes.
2: And uh, Nick Chubb is no joke. That's it, right? I he's mean, he's a man. He's,
1: he's he's a man.
2: Okay. What do you see when you you look at the Browns right now? When you you watch the way that they've played, Joe? Because they had a they had a team only meeting on defense mm-hmm. earlier this week after what the Jets did to them yeah. at the end of the game just four or five days ago. And it looked like there was a challenge that was thrown down that they
1: they kind of met. I yeah, think yeah. last oh, night. Sure. When you think, I think they're they have a they have a very very solid team all around, and uh, the offensive line is amazing. The defensive line is amazing, and I think in the league, if you have pass rush and you can control the ball running the ball, mm-hmm. like that's that's the, more than half the battle. So I think the Browns are really good from offensive line perspective, defensive line perspective, and then they have a great running back. So. You can control the clock. You can control most of the game. Joe Hayden here on the Rich Eisen Show.
2: Uh, and you're a smart man, sir. Um, so uh, when you said earlier that there were only a handful of teams that you were considering to try and maybe do, give mm-hmm. it one more shot for you, you may you mentioned the two L.A. teams, and obviously that's geographically mm-hmm. sound for you and your family. But um, a highly geographically unsound spot from Los Angeles would be western New York, and you're like you were going to consider the Bills. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, they 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 passed the eye test yes. to say the least why I, I will just give you the floor and why you were thought okay the Bills I want to be part of that I want to be part of that
1: whole thing um i think because mainly last year i think they could have beat Kansas City i think i thought they were going to win the super bowl last season and then just with the chip on their shoulder Josh Allen is a man uh Stefan Diggs he's from Maryland he's one of my really good friends i was hanging out with Vaughn the whole off season and he was recruiting me to Buffalo big time he was oh yeah he was Literally I think he might have gave me a couple of dollars from his contract. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God! For bond. But Bond, he's literally one of my best friends. He golfed all the time. So like just that part and then just Tredavious White. There's so much talent. I played with Poyer. Uh, Micah High is one of my really, really good friends. It was just great team. Um and I just really think that they have a really good shot of winning the I mean,
2: you take a look at them and what they're doing, as I was saying earlier this week, and I know I'm going to be a broken record until they don't do it, mm-hmm. they're, they're soul snatchers. They're not just coming mm-hmm. to beat you, and now twice, they, 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 they've left their opponents wondering what's what up. What happened, what happened? Yeah, and, yeah. and can we match that if we have to play
1: them again. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> you know? I think so. they, they have so much firepower, and I think them losing last year makes them even more even more hungry. What do you think of the Dolphins before I let you go and that offense and what we saw Man. and what we're seeing? What do you think of that, Joe? Explosive. There's so much speed over there, and you can't teach speed. So that's going to be tough for for any any defense.
2: What defense do you think out there could be? I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo. and Buffalo, but Buffalo's going see. in a little banged up as well. Yeah. I believe as we're currently talking Hyde is going to has been ruled out of that game for Sunday. What do you think?
1: I mean, I think there's who, who can who can It's going to be it's going to I think they might they're going to score some points for sure. I think and now with Tredavious White, he's still not out there. Right. Um and he that dude's a baller. So, I think when the Bills get all the way healthy, the defense is going to be crazier, but I think right now uh, they just got they got to stand up somehow. Okay, so keep, keep them in front of them, two high safeties. All right, two last ones for you here. The the receiver that gave you the most
2: uh, sleepless nights, if you will, Antonio Brown.
1: Way- you didn't Antonio, stutter, Antonio Brown. It was because I played him and AJ Green back in when I first got to Cleveland because mm-hmm. I was following the best receiver, and we played him twice a year every year, and big Ben was in it, and it was just. I was worried about Ben and A.B., so it was kind of like a two-headed monster. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
2: you didn't stutter. You just said it right out. Oh, on. yeah, because it, it's, it's honest. <laughs> it's honest. Right, and then the quarterback, who was the one that uh, you knew you needed to get your rest for? Um,
1: I know you just mentioned Dimes ben, by Ben. It was Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You, was, got, you got any good going against Brady stories? Oh, I got a great pick against Brady. Oh. You yeah. know, uh, I think it was like three years ago. When the Steelers, they came to Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. we won the game. I think that might be one of my favorite picks of my career. Yes. Closed it out. The the Patriots were beating the Steelers all the time, Mm -hmm. and I shut that down. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't go full Lattimore on them, did you? No, 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 no. Respectful. Respectfully picked them. (laughs) <laughs> respectfully, uh, picked he respectfully picked do you him. after
0: the game do you ask tom to sign the ball is that something so
1: much disrespect no <laughs> never 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 never
2: it's joe hayden
1: man come on man I I that was a no, thing that joe people hayden. do i don't
2: know it's joe hayden joe uh anytime you want you want to get uh you know paparazzi time reps paparazzi right here thing.
1: we're golfing we're gonna um, golf
2: oh by the way oh yeah this is fun fun golfing with you well, Great mean, time. Don't couple, lose my I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to lie uh, the one time that I golfed with Joe um, you know whole 10 was a little bit fuzzy after <laughs> the front nine <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're throwing it back a little bit. Oh, we indulged. Uh, on the front. It was, it we indulged. It was a day. It was a Saturday. Kids, both our kids oh, were, yeah. were handled. We, we were good. <laughs> Please invite me next we time. We were good. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Absolutely. Joe Hayden, you're the best. Congratulations. Oh, let's uh, let's stay in touch. Anytime you want to come here, this this floor is yours. I appreciate the time. Boss. Joe Hayden right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, the latest on the Celtics. And then Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones of the Cowboys and Giants back to back. That's an hour number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com
1: seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery
2: When you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. One big thing that gets better is buying a car. See, Navy Federal created a fully loaded car buying experience just for you, where you can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all from one convenient place. They offer great auto loan rates as well, and your pre-approval is good for 90 days, so you know what you can afford while you shop. You can even shop for new and used cars with Navy Federal's car buying service powered by Car. Also, you can get exclusive member savings with Carfax, Sirius XM, and more. And because it's Navy Federal, they're always available with 24 7 member service representatives to answer any questions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash car buying. That's NavyFederal.org slash car buying. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy Federal Credit Union Federal insured by NCUA. Great chat with Joe Hayden right there. Just dynamite. Love him. One of my favorites. I don't know what's going on with the Celtics and MAO I I mean, this is. Wild, wild, shocking, um, confusing, all at once. It, it started, as we all know, with a woge bomb with, uh, a couple of nights ago saying that the Celtics could potentially fire, if not suspend, um, if a, a, a huge suspension being faced by Udoka for violating organizational policies. It was just so vague, so strange, so weird, and so, you know... Um, Irresponsible of the Celtics to let that out there Uh, unless the Celtics didn't want it out there. And today, when the owner of the Celtics, Wick Grusbeck, um, spoke today along with Brad Stevens, it sure looked like they were pretty pissed that it got out there. Now you could sit there, they're acting like that.
0: Uh, Brad looked pretty pissed. But, you know,
2: because they, you know, a lot of the, many of their female employees, because the word is, again, is that uh, Yudoka had a, an extramarital affair consensually with a member of the Celtics organization. And it's like, okay, if it's consensual, like what harm is it? Well, he's also the head coach. Well, there's also human resources policies that maybe he didn't follow. Well, we just don't know. And we're just filling it up. We just don't know. And the Celtics didn't tell us a damn thing more today, other than the fact that something happened that they've been investigating since the summer And the investigation came back with multiple violations that caused the Celtics to make this maneuver. And the coach himself put out a statement last night apologizing to players, fans, and the entire Celtics organization, and my family for letting them down. I'm sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation, and I accept the team's decision out of respect for everyone involved. I will have no further comment, and the team hardly commented again today so we just gotta like just trust us he did something terribly wrong he's now suspended here was the owner of the celtics again wick uh, Grousebeck. today we have reflected as a group um and uh with outside advisors and a and a diverse group in fact um of people deciding really what to do which i take ultimate responsibility for at the celtics everything that is decided um but i personally feel that this is well-warranted and appropriate, um, backed by substantial research and evidence and facts. And uh, so I'm I'm uh, standing by the decision and Eme has accepted it and has expressed, in fact, appreciation. I don't want to belabor that, but he's been um, accepting of it and he's planning to move forward on this basis. So we are, over here, we are suspending him for the year and it's uh in place and we're moving forward and then the question is what are the details well we can't tell you well what what are are the ideas about uh you know your coach coming back what 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 does he need what criteria does he need to meet to fulfill the last year of his contract and be you know lame duck coach uh we can't we, we haven't thought about that yet i mean that's the frustrating thing and then you watch members of the nba media as well and You could see that they know what the details are, but they're not telling or they can't say because it's really, really sensitive. The subject is sensitive, and those in the know know, and they're not saying, whether it's the Celtics or the coach or anything else. So what am I supposed to do here, sitting here, trying to give you my thoughts, other than the fact that it is outrageous? And just to front load again, uh, what's being said is that, you know, we're talking more about this coach than Brett Favre situation. And I'll just say it one more time. Brett Favre appears to have done something awful. And it looks like he stole money from those who need it. He says he didn't do it. The text and everything else that have come out makes it seem like he damn knew what the hell he was doing. And it's awful. And if he is criminally charged, I will be the first one talking about him walking to the courthouse. But he's also 12 years removed from the NFL. This is the head coach of the Boston Celtics who's just been sat by their organization for a year, and they're not saying why, and they're saying, trust us, there's a particular reason why. And the coach is accepting of it. I don't know what else to say. Other than the fact that it's sad, and I feel for the families involved and the people involved and the speculation surrounding it that can't be substantiated or put to bed because nobody's talking. There's been a lot of trust us. Hour two coming up. I I, I don't know. What to make of it? Yeah, it didn't seem like what went on
0: today with Brad and Wick really shed any real light. No, they, you know, just, the kind of thing that hit me was that it was in, in the Celtic statement last night. It was violations. It wasn't one. It wasn't singular. It was plural. So, you know, you can only led to believe that this went on often or they told him not to, and he just did it anyway, or he didn't disclose. And it's just, you know, it's just really frustrating as a fan because like you're so excited for how last year ended and you're getting ready for this year. We're weeks away from training camp. And now this bomb gets blown up uh, and kind of, Dissolves well,
2: your team. I, I, but just the way that it, 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 it was presented to the rest of the world over the last 24 hours. Yeah, it hasn't it been great either. Yeah. It, and it made it seem like the Celtics just found out about it two days ago, right. and then somebody leaked it to Woj, and the Celtics took way too long to make their decision because right. Twitter was trying to fill the void, and right. that's the way, it, honestly, it looked over the last yeah. 24, 48 hours. And instead, the Celtics are like, we learned about it in the summer. We've been investigating it. There's multiple teams that have been looking at it, and – it got leaked out, and Stevens called it BS, and actually said that word on on live television.
0: <laughs> and like I said, you, "You feel you feel for all the female employees of the Celtics who are right. having their photos thrown up on social media because everyone's just speculating yeah, who, that, who it might one. be." Yeah, that's the one. That's the
2: one. It's just awful. It sucks. The whole thing is a 21st yeah. century disaster. Yeah. Hour two coming up on the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four Rich.